Johnson. Perez. Johnny Evans. What a header. Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes. Oh, there's magic in that right boot. You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Yes, hello, good evening. Thank you very much for joining us for Extra Time here on LCFC Radio. After another Leicester City victory, we're getting used to talking about Leicester winning games, aren't we, uh, on Monday evenings. It's been a fantastic season so far, been brilliant in the league, and the FA Cup has got off to a brilliant start as well. 4-0 winners away at Stoke City. The two guests joining me, Dan Bates, this evening are Jerry Taggart and Ewan Roberts. Good evening to the both of you. Good evening, Dan. Good evening, Ewan. How are you, boys? Happy New Year to you. I've not seen you since, uh, since Boxing Day. I forget to have you. Happy yeah. New Year to you, both. Same to you, Happy buddy. Year, how's, yeah. how's the glass ankle, Ewan? Oh, um, getting better, Tags. <laughs> getting better. It's gone down. It's gone down. Has it gone I'm down? I'm doing an MK run today, mate. All right. So it wasn't that bad. I was. I swear to God, it was. What? And you what? Just, listen. I could stand on an acorn and go over <laughs> It's that bad. And you still got out for an 11k run today? Yeah, yeah. A slow one, a slow one. I grinded one out, mate. I, I, I can't out. do an 11m run anymore, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, my knee is that bad. But, I mean, 11k. Unless, you, unless you're walking period. after your golf ball. Well, yeah, I can walk. I walk 11k regularly, <laughs> but, I mean, just yeah. trying to get up on the jog, you know. Oof, a bit too much for me. Yeah, you said you've not been not been with us for a while, you and have you been keeping busy? Obviously, you've got lots of other football that you keep your eye on, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Um, mainly working from home now, Dan, with um, the BBC not really allowing their workers to go to games for, for obvious reasons. Um, so, yeah, I've been, been keeping myself quite busy, I say. Not as busy as I'd like to be, but, yeah, I can't complain, man. I can't, there's, there's, there's a lot more people worse off than myself. In, in these tough times. And you've always got your eye on Leicester City, of course. They kicked off their FA Cup campaign brilliantly on Saturday, didn't they? Oh, magnificent. Um, you know, Stoke have had some tough tough years in, in, in the past five, six, six years. Uh, but I think they've got a, a man in charge now with Michael O'Neill, who's who's getting them or, or pointing them in, in the right direction. You know, they're there or thereabouts in, in the Championship, even though they were in the best of forms going into that game on, on Saturday. I think there's only won one of their previous eight. But to go to, to, to Stoke and to demolish them like Leicester did, um, it was a fantastic performance with and, and a professional performance. You know, when you go to a lower league club, even though you know you're talking about Stoke, who have plenty of years in the Premier League, uh, they are in the championship, they are where they are. You've still got to have the right attitude. And every single one of those players had that they were fully focused on on the job in hand. And when you're in a good run as Leicester are, you want to keep that that momentum, you want to keep that good factor of, of win win feeling factor. Um, and, and that's what happened. And you know Brendan Rogers, he did surprise me a little bit with his team selection, I have to say. Um, you know, I thought he there'd be a, a few that, that might get rested. I, I didn't didn't expect him for the minute to go as strong as he did. But it's great to see that it really is. It shows that he's he's, he's got utmost respect for the competition when uh, when a lot of managers haven't these days. Yeah, we'll speak about that team selection and that brilliant win that Jerry witnessed uh, in just a moment. Uh, still to come on extra time this evening, we'll hear from Brendan Rogers and uh, James Justin, the man who scored that absolutely brilliant goal 
on Saturday. We'll also check in with LCFC women, see how they got on at the weekend. It's the FA Cup draw, which follows us this evening, so we can have a, a bit of a preview of that. It's also Jamie Vardy's birthday. Uh, so we'll, any excuse to talk about the Leicester City number nine, we jump at the chance, don't we? And we've, of course, we've got the... Uh, the extra time teasers. Uh, so a few little quizzes for the uh, pair of these guys to get involved with. If you're listening or watching in on uh, social media, do get involved uh, with us. Uh, Craig, one of our usual fans, uh, says, good evening also. Good evening to you, Craig. And he asks, Jerry, could we win the FA Cup? I know it's early, but, but that's what he's asking. Yeah. Along with four or five or six other teams. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think my, there's no... I think Brendan Rodgers is showing that He's taken the cup competition seriously. He's shown that since he's been at the club. Whether it's the FA Cup, whether it's the Carabao Cup, he takes them seriously. Now, obviously, the 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 Carabao Cup game against Arsenal, he did make a lot of changes, but you know that was right in between a busy period of the season where you also had the European uh, group stages as well. Uh, but they had a free week. This week, they've got a free week until the game next Saturday against uh, Southampton. And that's one of the reasons why he was able to pick a, a fairly s- strong squad. You know, it's a it's a two-fold thing. Uh, but definitely, I think they've definitely given themselves, or I definitely think they've got a, a goodest chance as anybody. Uh, they're obviously going to have to beat one of the bigger teams if they do progress. We'll have to wait and see, obviously, who to pick out of the, the hat uh, tonight. But... Absolutely firmly believe it. And Brendan Rodgers, you know, he the reason why I firmly believe it is because Brendan Rodgers has given this competition the respect it deserves. Yeah, Leicester City, of course, have never won the FA Cup. That's one of the reasons why Brad Perkis on Facebook says, I'd love to see us win the FA Cup this season. Love it, to be there. Never uh, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully that things might be all right. I mean, the way it's going, mm. maybe not, but... Um, It'd still be a great feat for the, the Foxes to win it, Ewan, wouldn't it? And, and weird, isn't it, that four times in the final without winning it? They, they've got a great record in the League Cup, obviously, uh, during Jerry's time at the club. But they, they've just never been able to go that one step further and win the FA Cup. So hopefully, hopefully, this year could be the year. And, and when you look at like the, the, the four finals that they've lost, you know, one was against Spurs, one was against Man City, and, and the other was against Manchester United. So... You know, you're talking big clubs there, but I totally agree with Tags. Um, why not? Why not? With the, the, the strength and depth that Brendan has, the way he he manages and, and, and juggles his squad for different competitions. You know, and you know, the, before before the ball was kicked in, 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 in this season, Leicester were in four competitions, and the, the least priority was the League Cup. I think that's why Brendan fielded the side that he did. Now, you don't believe lots of games, lots of travelling. Um, you have to take that one seriously because the prize at the end of it is, is a huge one if you win it with, with Champions League football. Um, FA Cup, always, I think, but for someone like myself and, and Tags who played a few years ago, it was always a special day, do you know what I mean? Especially the third round. Cup final day was, was when I was going, it was the only live game that, that was ever shown on, on, on TV. So it's always a it's always a special competition. I got to the quarterfinal once uh, when I was a young boy and started a career at Watford. I got to the semi-final, never got never got to, to a final. I, I, I totally agree with what Tag said. Why not? And, and in this round, in this round that's been drawn um, after standing the clock, no one will fancy Leicester City. Yeah, I know Brendan Rodgers did say as well after the game, Jerry, he sees no reason why Leicester can't go on and win it, which is exactly what you're saying, really. Well, 
why can't this be the season well, we know how well Leicester are doing? I think it's pretty much nailed on. You look at the two finalists in the Carabao Cup, two top teams are in the final, Tottenham, Man City. Okay. Uh, and you look, uh, both those teams, both those teams have been beaten by Leicester this season. It's as simple as that. That's yeah. what the stats and the facts away show. Well. And away from home. So if you're going against those two finalists, then what, Leicester City have to be put in that bracket of the four, five, six teams that could win the FA Cup. And sometimes it goes down to the luck of draw while you get drawn at home, away, whatever. Uh, and, and sometimes a bit of luck goes your way. So that may well come in there, depending on, as I said, we've got a. We can't, you know, tempt fate. But, but I think it's the fourth and fifth rounds drawn today. Both isn't of them it? tonight, yeah. Yeah, both of them tonight. So they'll know what the pathway is uh, to the quarterfinals if they're going to reach there, which will help, and I think somewhat uh, as far as juggling sides and 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 what what have you. But you have to put Leicester in that top bracket now, especially in a cup competition. Uh, yeah. And particularly given the team, as we've already referenced, that, that Brendan Rodgers put out. Yeah, and that, that sh tells me that he's taken this competition competition, sorry, as seriously as he can do. Uh, you know, taking into account where they are, where we are in the season, where they are in the league, what's coming their way, i.e. the Europa League, and also the four-friendly FA Cup. So I think going into the four-friend, he will pick as strong as possible a team that that is as strong as possible, uh, bearing in mind the things that are coming, you know, the, the other competitions that are coming up, midweek Premier League games and what have you. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, let's hear from uh, manager then, Brendan Rodgers, who's pleased to be in the hat for round four of the FA Cup. Hampton in October 2019 and Leicester, really good value today. Yeah, I thought we were very good. Um, you know, you see Stokes' results. You know, Michael's got them very well organised. They don't concede many goals. Um, so I thought our, our game today was, was at a really good level. We had to stay strong that first 50 minutes because they started uh, well. Uh, we stayed together, showed a really good spirit. Um, and then once we got that first goal, yeah, then it really opened up the game for us. So, uh, yeah, it was great, great goal by JJ. And then we, uh, we, we performed very well. Yeah, that first goal from James Dustin was something special. Did it partly come because of the fact he was playing at left-back today? Was there a reason for the switch? Yeah, yeah. just looking at both um, full-backs in, in terms of their strength, I think what we've done with, with JJ on a number of occasions is he's played from the left and the right. And, and most recently in some of the big games, I've played him off the right to do a specific job um, on Son and Rashford and, and these types of players that play uh, in that little role that... You know, you've got to be a good defender to play in. But but I just felt that then, when Tim plays on the other side, uh, we've got good penetration from Harvey on that side, um, but we needed someone maybe to run in below, uh, on you know, more beyond the line. Uh, and then we've got good penetration from both sides. So just switch them over. You can, JJ's comfortable on the left, but I think we get more running ability out of Tim on the right-hand side. and. Uh, yeah, I thought both full-backs were outstanding. And Stoke are tough not to crack. We've seen that from them in the Championship this season. I guess their formation change in the second half opened things up for you and ultimately got those opportunities in front of goal. 
Yeah, yeah, I thought we stretched the game. Obviously, you play against the back five and, and their wing backs jump to, to pressure full backs. It's important that you can really stretch the, the pitch. And uh, But yeah, so some of our combination play was really good and uh, created good opportunities for us. And I guess with the schedule as it is, you know, this season it's been hectic, but with a week either side of this game, was it always in your mind to play the strongest team you could? Yeah, yeah, we want to do well in the competition. We've obviously got a really good squad, but, uh, but having that week's break... Uh, I wanted to keep the uh, the flow in the game with it with the players, and uh, like I say, the uh, keeps them in rhythm. And now they have a week off before the next game. And finally, the only negative today, Dennis Pratt, a hamstring strain for him, is it? It looks that way. It looks that way. Yeah, he's he's obviously getting strapped up inside, so it's unfortunate. We wanted to give him 90 minutes today, and uh, and unfortunately, towards the end, it uh, looks like he's done that. Well done today. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Brendan. Uh, Brendan Rogers there speaking to James Field. And yeah, I think that's, that's probably the only downside, really, Ewan, wasn't it, on Saturday? Fantastic result, fantastic performance. Dennis Pratt pulling up at the end was, as I said, yeah, the only downside. And hopefully uh, it's not as bad as first feared. Yeah, hopefully it's not a, I don't know if it's a grade one is the worst one, Dan, or, or, or it's a grade five. I'm not too sure these days. But hopefully it's just a, a slight tweak which might keep him out for for a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully it won't. Um, because I, th- I thought he did so well. Was it for the third goal? Um, such a clever little goal, pass. Yeah. He'd, he'd, already had a, yeah, he'd already had a picture in his mind. He, he, he knew what he wanted to do. Could have taken it himself and, and tried to score. But knew just, and it was just a, a, a simple little pass to his left. And it was on a plate for, for, for Perez to, to, to slot back, uh, slot home. But yeah, you know, you don't you want to try and avoid these these little muscular injuries, and, and there is a reason why we've seen far more this season because of, of the amount of games that the players are are having to play. Um, but one thing Brendan has, he, he does have strength in depth. But as I say, hopefully he he won't be too long before he's back uh, and playing again. Yeah, we've we've spoken a lot about strength and depth this season, Jerry. We spoke a lot about it before the game, didn't we? On Saturday, before we knew how strong Brendan Rodgers had gone, and we we spoke about however many changes he made, yeah. even if he made eleven, would would still be a strong team, mm-hmm. given the the strength of the squad. But for that sense, did it surprise you, given the fact that he only made two well, changes? Well, not when you listen to his interview, and he talks about the flow, and he wants you know to keep that free-flowing, you know, football. He wants to keep it going. So, And obviously, he he's uh, he showed Stoke a lot of respect and Michael O'Neill a lot of respect. No, we spoke before the game about Brendan Rodgers will not want to lose. He, he doesn't want to lose any game, but he doesn't want to lose to someone that he's known growing up. I'm not saying we're friends, but they come from the same part of Northern Ireland. Uh, and there's no way on this earth that Brendan Rodgers would have, would have wanted to lose that game to Michael O'Neill. And, and whether or not that had a burn in, the, in, in whether he picked the side that he did, I don't know. But I'll just put myself in Brendan Rodgers' shoes. I'm sure as eggs are eggs, it would have been on my mind because I know Michael well. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have wanted to lose to him either. Well soldiered on, Jerry, there, <laughs> through, through the, uh, the, the minor distractions. I know, what, what's going on for you? Be back with us, Ewan. Sorry, Dan, can you say that again? That's okay. No, I'm just saying, are you back with us? Are you there? Yes, I am. Yeah, I am. Sorry, can I disappear? No, no worries, no worries. We're, we're, yeah, we were just talking about, or Jerry was just talking about the, the side, obviously, that Brendan Rodgers wanted to put out, and, and there was a, a little bit of rivalry in the dugout, friendly rivalry, yeah, though, yeah, of course, yeah, between yeah. Brendan Rodgers and, and Michael O'Neill, and, and that maybe had a factor in, 
in team selection and, and he knew how good of a side Michael O'Neill could have put out with Stoke and, and just how well they're doing. So he knew it was going to be a really tough game, which is maybe reflected in, in the changes that he made or the, the few changes Damn. that he made. Yeah, Stokes away is a tough game. Um, as I say, they, they weren't in great form, but they've had a good season up to now. What, I think they're eighth in, in the championship. They're only a couple of points off off, off the playoffs. Um, and I mean, you have to compete. You know, they're big, they're strong, they're physical. Um, you know, Michael's got them very, very organised. They're, they're very stubborn defensively. Don't concede too many goals. Don't score in, enough goals. I think that's one criticism that that has been thrown at them. Um, but with that, when I saw that side, there was no doubt in my, my mind that Leicester were going to go on to, to, to win this game. And as I said to you before, Dan, momentum's a, a big thing and that that winning feeling that you get as, as a player, as a, as a team, as a squad of players. And if you think a few weeks ago, Leicester weren't, they'd had a bit of a hiccup where they hadn't won in, in, in four. I think they'd lost three and, and drew with Braga. And, and all of a sudden, you know, things have turned around. You know, one defeat in, in, in their last nine. Um, the, the Foxes are flying again. Well, we've managed to go 18 minutes, Jerry, without talking about uh, James Justin and, <laughs> and that goal, which is probably goal yeah. of the season so far. It, it was an incredible strike, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to say it was out of nowhere because Harvey Barnes alluded to it after the game that he does it every... <laughs> Every week in training, but for sure, none of us have ever seen it before. Uh, an incredible strike, and 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 it was basically out of nothing. You know, he received the ball on the left hand side. It was all his own doing, basically. It was a good move before that, but to get from where James Justin was on the pitch to in the to the position to where he's actually struck it, that was all his own work, and the execution. I mean, it was almost like. A Ronaldo free kick, but obviously the ball was moving. But the, the way that he hit the ball, you know, and the, the technique that he used was almost akin to how Ronaldo used to take his free kicks from Manchester United. Uh, you know, just a great execution. You've seen the keeper's reaction. He couldn't even move. He was stunned. Uh, yeah, fantastic goal. You've seen some good goals, haven't you, on, on the road with Leicester so far this season. Think about... James Madison's strike at the Etihad, even mm. Yuri Tielemann's strike a week ago at Newcastle was very good, but are you putting James Justin's ahead of both of those? Oh, you put me on the spot. I really have. And, and, you know, I don't want to take away from... I think... If I'm, James Madison's strike at Man City is hard to beat, isn't it? You've got to say, and even Tielemann's, it's up there. It's definitely up there. I, if you're asking me to, you know, to split hers on, you know... In a fraction of a second, then I'm going to have to disappoint a few people by saying I can't do that. <laughs> but it's up there, you know. It's a goalie I remember that lasts in the memory for a long time without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and it's it's definitely you're putting them in the category of two of the best goals that, or th they're three of the best goals that have been scored this season. That goes without saying. You and how how good was that strike from James Justin? Do you, do you agree with Jerry? Is it is it just behind the James Madison one, or is it better? Well, you've 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 asked a question and you've mentioned two other players, Yuri Tillemans and uh, James Madison, two absolute top quality players who we know have, have, have got the technique, who know, we know that they're capable of, of producing a moment of magic like that. Um, two attacking midfielders, if you like. I know Yuri's played a little bit deeper these days, 
I just don't think you expect that from, from your right-back, who's playing at left-back, who's played <laughs> all over the back four all season. Um, I mean, he, Dan, he couldn't have picked that ball up, walked it in the goal and placed it any better. I mean, it's an absolutely magnificent goal. The, the power he gets and generates in, in, in the shot, it's gone past the keeper before he's even, before he's even dived. You know, I, he just gets, keeps getting better and better and better. And I don't think at the minute there's a better right back in, in the Premier League. And when you think, right, when you think, what did he cost? £8 million from Luton. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you think what money you had paid Palace for Juan Bissaka, he has to be knocking on England's door, I think, the way he's performing. Yeah, and, and the beauty, of beauty about him, you can play him anywhere across that back four, back five, whatever you want to, whatever you're going to play with. He must be an absolute manager's dream. Yeah, you'd think with that versatility, hopefully he should be a shoe in for England at the Euros, but you never know. Uh, Craig Bennett, thanks for reminding me. Uh, James Madison's strike against Brighton here at King Power Stadium was also very, very good on his weaker foot. But I'm still going to go for uh, for James Justin. Hmm. Purely the fact he had, to, he had to beat the fullback as well before yeah, he struck Yeah, uh, you know, Ewan's described it very well. And I'm in doing so, then you can't really argue with yeah. that. But... And I suppose it's where and when the goals were scored, i.e. away at Newcastle, away at Man City, away at Stoke. So that, does that come into play a little bit? You know, Edison's a top-class keeper, and he was, you know, made the... I'm not saying... He, he, almost, he almost looked like the, the Stoke keeper on Saturday. It was more like a mannequin out on the training ground when you're taking free kicks and you're using them to, to hit the ball over because he was rooted to the spot. So, but yeah, listen... It's a great goal, and as I say, it's right up there. There's no, there's no doubt in that. Yeah, plenty of praise for James Justin and that strike then. So let's hear from the man himself then, uh, speaking after the game on Saturday. James, congratulations. We'll talk about your goal in a second, but a really good team performance to get through to the fourth round. Yeah, I mean, in the first half, they made it really tough for us, and uh, we knew it was going to be a hard match because they don't concede many goals usually, and uh, we just had to grind it out, keep on fighting, and then... Um, the result was deserved in the end. And the goal? Can you talk us through it from the moment you picked it up? Yeah, I mean, I just looked at him and then cut in on my, my stronger side, saw another man coming, pushed it out, and I thought, why not? Why not? If you don't shoot, you don't score, really, and uh, end up in the back of the net, and I'm delighted with the goal. How does that rank in the James Justin goals list of all time? It's number one, to be fair. It's number one. I mean, I haven't hit one better than that. I mean, I've only scored two outside the box, so uh, it's a rare occasion for me scoring. Um, but, yeah, I'm really delighted to help the team. And you were started left-back today. We just talking to the boss about why he played you there. I guess for you, you don't matter which side you're on, you're always going to play your same game? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, me and Timothy, uh, we always fight about who's playing what side, basically, and uh, we always have a laugh about it. But we're both equally as uh, comfortable on either side, and it just shows that we can swap from either side and not skip a beat. So... It's good. And ultimately, the game opened up for you when Stoke changed formation in the second half. I guess they were always going to have to go for it at some point and some really well-taken goals on the side. Yeah, I mean, we showed how like devastating we can be on the counter, which is obviously what we're known for in the end of the day. And uh, that just goes to show how much everyone wants to, to run for the team and always got, uh, always got that in the back of their mind. And then clinical finishing at the top end of the pitch uh, sent us through. I think... 
the FA Cups perhaps turn into a competition where fans expect almost reserve sides to be played. Were you surprised when the boss told you all who was going to be playing in this one? No, I mean, we set out at the start of the season that we wanted to do well in the cup competitions and because we had a, a week uh, break in between the games, we knew that we were going strong in this game and uh, we, needed, we needed to pick up the win because we wanted to do well in the competition. Did you get any additional rest with another week until the Southampton game next week? Uh, no, no additional rest. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're paid to work and uh, that's what we do. We come in, we love our job and uh, we just keep going. Uh, James Justin there speaking after scoring his wonder goal on Saturday. Jerry <laughs> says, yeah, it's absolutely the best goal he's personally scored in his career. I'm sure if he asked most defenders who, and, and they were ever lucky enough to, you know, skip one in the top bins like that, that, that it would be top of most of their listings, unless you were like Apollo Maldini or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's a, just a great goal. You know, it is. It's a... And he, and he, I think he's he's very very humble, mm. you know, in in his reply. Yeah. I think there as yeah. well, and that just shows you the character of the young man. You know, very very humble, not you know shouting. He just said, "Yeah, if you don't shoot, you don't score." At but, I mean, the way the way he got himself into that position again showed good use of the ball to his feet as well. Never mind the strike, just to be able to skip past the two defenders, and then have the the composure and the technique to to, to flip it into the top. Top corners, as I said, fantastic. It's his first goal, Ewan, since he scored against Burnley in the Premier League right at the beginning of the season. But but two goals still from defence is very good from full-back. And, and it, again, it underlines the fact that in this team, you look at it, four different goal scorers on Saturday, that that there are now starting to become goals from everywhere, whether it's from midfield or, or as we saw, from defence as well. I, I don't think Leicester, in the last couple of years, down to the side... Whoever struggles to score goals, in all honesty, and I, I understand that, I, and I take the point that maybe there has been an over reliance on, on on Jamie Vardy, and, and there probably has with the goals that he scored um, in 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 the last three, four, five years when in, in the Premier League. But it has to be a great sign when you've got goals from all over the shop, defenders chipping in, you know, midfield players, defensive midfield mid, midfield players scoring goals, um, wingers. Obviously, if they're called wingers these days, they play they more they play like like forwards to, to be honest. But it can only be a positive thing. And what you know, he he's got a cracking goal on, on Saturday and he made he made the fourth uh, with a really strong run down that left hand side. Terrific ball into the box with his left foot, which wasn't really cleared well enough by Stoke, and it fell to Harvey Barnes, who, who wasn't gonna miss that opportunity uh, to to get himself on the score sheet. Yeah, quick word on Harvey Barnes, you and another goal. Uh for him and it's turning out to be a brilliant season for, for Harvey Barnes. He just gets better and better, doesn't he? What did he get? Seven, six, seven goals last season. Um, and as, as players and tags will tell you, especially forwards, you, you, you give yourself a target at the start of the season. And I'm sure that he'd have sat down um, with his family and, 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 and with his friends and thought, right, what, what, what do I need to do this season? How do I need to improve my game? And maybe that's one element of his game that, that needed improving. You know, his, his, his finishing, his, his, his goals tally, and he's getting that now. And that's why he's got into, into the England squad. Because not only does he create, not, not, not just because he's got that unbelievable pace, but he's now scoring goals on a regular basis. Well, let's hear from uh, Harvey Barnes then again. He was speaking to James Fielden after the game on Saturday. 
Harvey, congratulations through to round four and another goal for yourself. Where have they all come from recently? No, I think you know, when I've been in good form, you get a bit of confidence. And I think, you know, just in front of goal, I feel, feel really confident every time I get the ball that I'm going to have chances in the game. And, you know, at the minute they're going in, so I'm really happy with that. Do you think, from the team's point of view, it helped when Stokes switched formation today because they were tough not to crack? A little bit. I think there were times in the game where we played really well and scored some great goals today as well. I think so. I'm really happy with that. But it was important that we didn't let them have any hope in the game. Um, and like you say, the formation change probably did help us. We got a bit more attacking fluency throughout and you know, played some really good football in the end. Obviously, you got yourself a goal, but James Justins was the one that started it. A bit yeah. of a muted celebration, but what a goal it was. Yeah, I know he's. Uh... He was really happy with that one. Um, we've seen him do it in training all the time and it's just getting him into them positions. We know he can do it, so you know, credit to him today. He's scored a great goal. And it's the age-old question. Any preference on Monday in the draw? Oh, no, you listen, it's, you know, whoever you get, you just want to progress. So really happy to get through today. Um, and whoever we get, we'll be looking to, to get for the next round again. Well done today. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, we'll speak about that draw in, in uh, just a moment. Uh, one final word, really, on, on the game. With Stoke, I suppose it's not really about the game with Stoke, Jerry, but, but Craig again on, on Facebook says that JJ, Barnes and Madison all should be in the England squad <clears> for the Euros. Yeah, I can't complain about that. I said when you look at the form of the league table and the form of, of them three young lads in particular, uh, I know obviously Gareth Southgate, will ha like any manager, have his favourites. He'll have a set way of playing and he'll look at that and he'll look at the players that fit his system Uh the best, but you, you have to keep one eye on these three lads, don't you? Because they're all hitting top form at the minute. And if they do get in the England squad, they're there on merit because the performances have been of the highest level in recent times. And that's, you know, when you're playing for your, for your club and you're, and you're raising that bar and you're playing to that level week in, week out, then there's only one step you can go other than that, and that is to international football. And if you don't get that option or you don't get that opportunity, I'm not saying it's going to stop you from you know, raising those heights and the performances, the level of performances. But, you know, whoever's in charge of your national team has to sit up, he has to come and he has to look at, at these lads and how they're performing. I'm not saying that he's, he'll necessarily pick them, but at least he has to, you know, catch the eye of the manager and I'm sure they've done that. Yeah, Richard Field on Facebook uh, agrees with both Jerry and with Craig. Uh, he says they all deserve a chance in the England squad. Uh, right, let's move on. We'll do our, uh, the first of our extra time teasers in just a moment. But it is Jamie Vardy's birthday today. So he features in our Who's the Fox for this evening, which yeah. we'll put out uh, for everybody that's, uh, that's watching and listening in at home to have a, a little go at this. So... Don't answer straight away, Ewan and Jerry, if you do know it. Just have a little think. This is for those of you in the comments section to have a little go at at home. Who do you think the missing Leicester City player is in that picture? You got an idea of who it is, Jerry? I think I've got one. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry's very confident yeah. that he's got one. I think uh, I've actually got one. Ah. Yes, you we'll have. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that one uh, a little bit later. So we'll leave it on the screen for a little bit longer so you can have a go uh, at who the missing fox is. Uh, right, Jerry, you're confident that you've got that right. Are you going to be confident going into our extra time teasers because you are coming up against the, uh, yeah, the, the proclaimed yeah. uh, stat man? Yeah, but he's, he Robert. does nothing. He says he goes out for an 11k run. I bet he's got his, his iPhone with all the football clips and videos while he's running. Lads, lads. 
I, I do own my home book. I don't think I've ever won one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Could tonight be the night, Ewan. Uh, would you like pot one or pot two? Pot one, please, Dan. Pot one, Ewan. That means Jerry's number two. Uh, Ewan, you can go first then. Uh, as we all know, Jamie Vardy is Leicester's highest Premier League goal scorer ever. Who is second in that list for the Foxes? Oh. Believe it now. That is a great question. I'm gonna, it's gonna have to be a guest. And I don't know how long we get the club for. But I know he's got 70 gold for Leicester. Uh, is it Gary Lineker? Prem, Premier League, Ewan. No. Oh, sorry, sorry. Right. Can I have another guess? No, no, you can't. You're out. If you got confused between league and Premier League, then then yes, you can have another guess. I'll be generous to you, Ewan. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. I just can't. <laughs> can't think, can't think. Five seconds, Ewan, and then we're, we're handing over to Jerry. Nah, go on, Dan, go on. Give it to Tag. Tag's will get it, I bet. Chance to steal, Jerry, to, to make a great start. Is he on his phone? <laughs> no, 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 I'm on my... He's thinking. No. He's thinking. Uh, okay. Well, uh, so... <laughs> he wanted you to have another guess there, Ewan, I think. To cancel someone <laughs> out. Come on, Jerry. I'll go Heskey. <clears throat> Mares. Heskey is third in the list. It is Riyad Mahrez. Ah! Seen him too. Yeah, so Jamie Vardy has 114 in the Premier League. Riyad Mahrez has 39. He is second in that list. Heskey and Muzzy, is it, a joint third, both on 33. Oh. Um, so still nil-nil, but Jerry, you've got uh, your question. It is Jamie Vardy yeah. related again. Uh, what team... Just, just you know, I'm not joking. Heskey, Cody, Mahrez. Yeah. And I thought, it's not, it's not Cody. It's no. between Heskey One of those two. So you could have been 1-0 up. Let's see if you do go 1-0 up now, though. Uh, what team did Fleetwood Town sign Jamie Vardy from in 2011? Oh, I know this one. I know this one. Halifax. Well Only because I was at Oldham as assistant manager and we went to watch him at Halifax, but with no money in the pot to buy him from Halifax. So he went to Fleetwood. There we go. There you go. Well, could have been so, history. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, Halifax is the right one. So well done, Jerry. You are 1 0 up. Uh, we've had a couple of guesses uh, in on Facebook. So well done to you guys who have said the correct answer for the missing fox. I'll read out one of the incorrect ones. Uh, Craig has said uh, Harvey Barnes. Uh, no, that's wrong. Mike Farby says Ricky P. That is also wrong. There's two wrong answers, so we'll come back to who's the fox later on in the show. But let's talk about Jamie Vardy, you and Roberts. I asked you before you came on to, to give us your favourite Jamie Vardy moment or his most memorable moment in a Leicester City shirt because it's his birthday today, 34 years old. Uh, what have you gone for? Oh, Dan, we've only got an hour, wouldn't we, for the programme? And I'll tell you what, you could fill the programme just talking about Jamie Vardy, couldn't you? Yeah, easily. Uh, I, there's, there's a few that stand in my mind. I mean, he, he broke my heart. On June 16th, 2016, um, having come on as a sub for England, and within what nine minutes, he he <laughs> scored for England and he brought it level to 1 1. I was cursing him. Um, I think the goal against Liverpool in your title winning season was absolutely magnificent. But I've, I've had to go for, for, for one goal, um, and it was his goal on the 28th of November 2015, and it was a, a goal that 
Was it, did it equal Ruud van Nistrooy? Did it break Ruud van Nistrooy's um, consecutive goals in a game? Um, to do that at that level, I mean, to, to, to score in 11 consecutive games, that is unbelievable. And because, I mean, he's, he's obviously scored better goals, but because what it meant, because he broke the record uh, that stood for a few years, an absolute legend in Ruud van Nistrooy, I've, I've gone for, for, for that one. And just the joy on his face after when he turned around to celebrate his goal. Um, pure theatre, it really, really was. I think you've gone for something similar, Jerry. Tiger. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the second moment that sprung to mind, though, so two things come into my head, and I, I had to pick one, and I obviously picked the one, but the second one was one of his... I, I'm not sure if it was the goal he scored with his left foot from the ball from Real Mars where he came over his head, but he was mm. at West Brom yeah. with his yeah. left foot. But I think he was getting a lot of stick off the West Brom fans that day, yeah. invariably. And then obviously he does the old running up, cup in the ears. So that was the second one, because I was actually at that game, I'm sure I was, in the country, and he was getting a lot of stick off the West Brom fans, and it was just the perfect way to shut them all up. I mean, just typical Jamie Vardy, isn't it? You know, you give him a bit of stick, next thing you know, bosh. That will keep you quiet, and that is the best way to respond to getting a bit of abuse from the from the terraces. So, well done, Jamie. Yeah, some really nice Jamie Vardy moments there. Thirty-four today, Ewan, but he's showing no signs, is he, of slowing down? No, no, he isn't. Uh, and, I, and I think we've spoke about this before, lads. You know, he he was a late arriver in 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 the professional game uh, i think it was what mid 20s mm-hmm. uh when he when he started when he first got his professional contract uh, with with fleetwood so he might have more longevity than than other professional footballers now because he won't be burnt out he's not burnt out he's, he's you know he, he just keeps getting better and better i mean what did he get last year 24 goals in the premier league golden boot he's already got 11 this season, and we we spoke about it before, and you know he had that goal disallowed um, against, Ma- Ma- or not disallowed, taken away from him against Manchester United, and I'm still I'm still not happy about that because say he misses out on the golden boot by one goal at the end of the season, now that would be absolutely disgraceful that if if he was to miss out because they gave the goal goal a goal to a to a defender who put it into his own net when it was going goalwards anyway. But yeah, he just his desire, his hunger, uh, his attitude, everything. You know, you, you can see he's got a special bond and a special relationship with with Brendan Rodgers as well. You know, they they both I think they both think the world of each other. And why wouldn't you? What if you're Brendan Rodgers? You've got someone who who is irreplaceable. We've spoken about it before. I think if if Leicester are going to go into this transfer window and, and look to strengthen in a certain area. I think the centre forward needs to be brought in because Inacho's had a, had, a, had a few opportunities. I think he's looked bright, especially in the Europa League. Uh, but then has, has, he's been left a bit wanting in, in the Premier League. So I think I think that needs to, 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 to be looked at. But yeah, just 114 gold in 227 Premier League appearances. That is absolutely top class. Yeah, staggering, isn't it? Uh, one other point, you and on that goal that was taken off him against Manchester United, there was another reason you were annoyed about that, wasn't there? Isn't he in your fantasy team, 
So you lost a couple yeah, of points. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so nothing yeah, to do with yeah, Jamie Vardy yeah, and the golden boot hunt, is it? It was all about uh, Ewan's fantasy team, that one. Uh, points, it's points, then. It's all about the points. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ewan mentioned there about the... The, the staggering record that he's got in the <clears throat> Premier League, Jerry. Obviously, obviously, he's Leicester's all-time Premier League appearance maker mm-hmm. and all-time goal scorer. I was having a look today. He's actually level now with Steve Guppy as Leicester's all-time assist maker in the Premier League as well, right. which surprised me, clearly surprised you as well. Yeah. And that just underlines how unselfish he is as well. We've seen this season a number of assists that he's made. Well, you only have to look at the runs he's made over the years and never got the ball to see how unselfish he is or, or the amount of closing down he's done over the years you know Jimmy Vardy and selfish doesn't come in doesn't even enter the same sentence he's always been an unselfish player in my mind uh, I think Jimmy Vardy if he wants to could play for as long at the top level as Ryan Giggs did for Manchester United I firmly believe that if he stays fit and gets managed well which in the modern game you do Ewan mentioned burnout and stuff like that and I think in the modern game, they, in between games, players like Jimmy get looked after a hell of a lot better than, say, players of my era did. Uh, but when you look at his pace, this pace he's still got, his football brain will always improve. Uh, and he will, he'll always come up against the next... And if he keeps going, he'll come up against the next generation of young guns, let's call them, who want to make their stamp on the Premier League and will their football careers. But he's already got all that knowledge and all that, you know, insight that all these, that the next generation are going to have to learn and go, and they're going to have to go through some good times and hard times to get to where he's going to be. So his football brain will always improve. And as long as he doesn't lose his pace that much, or he doesn't get a serious injury, then I think he can play at this level till he's 38, 39, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I hope you're both correct. As you've both referenced, obviously, coming into the game, late can only help him in that sense. Um, well, from one Leicester... Si- si- go on, Ewan. Can I just say, I've just looked, he's 19 in the Premier League's uh, top scorers list of all time. He's, he's, he's just six behind Stevie G in 18th. And I'm looking at that list, and at 13th, you've got Robin Van Persie with 144. So he needs 30 goals to catch Van Persie. Uh, and I tell you what, as Tags alluded to there, you won't be surprised if he plays till he's 37, 38. And I think if, 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 if I'm Jamie Vardy, I'm looking at that list, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm more than capable of playing in a good side with good players who create me chances. And as Tag said, a little bit of luck with... With, with injuries and, and one thing or another. And that's doable. It really, really is. Yeah, and I guess he can, as as the seasons go on, Jerry, and as he gets older, do less and less running. He, he can just literally be that, that man that stands in the middle and puts the ball in the back yeah, of the Yeah, his football brain will just take up. We've seen it over the last couple of seasons where well, we've seen it against Manchester United. The, the goal that Ewan was alluding to, that he was not happy with being given to the defender. And it's just those little movements in and around the box that defenders and the, and the next breed of defenders coming through in the next two, three years, they won't have a clue about. And he's got all that knowledge and all that insight that all these that all the next generation will not have because they haven't experienced it yet. And he's seen the lot. And that's why he's got he'll always have the upper hand 
inside his brain. And the legs may go slightly, the pace may wane a little bit year on year, but as the legs go, the brain just gets cleverer and cleverer. And that's why Jimmy Vardy, you know, he, he won't have to play every game. Uh, and he, you may see him in a, a year or two coming on. But it's a bit like Billy Sharp at Sheffield United. You know, people thought he was dead and buried two, three, four seasons ago, and he's still going. Jimmy Vardy can play at the top level for another three or four seasons, barring major injury. Yep, you absolutely wouldn't bet against him going into the Premier League's top 10 uh, goal scorers. Michael Owen is 10th. He's on 150. So Jeremy Vardy needs, what, 37 uh, to go ahead of him. So, as I said, yeah, you wouldn't bet against him. Uh, LCFC women continued their fantastic run of form at the weekend as they beat Sheffield United 2-1 as they aim for promotion from the FA Women's Championship. It's the sixth league win in a row for Jonathan Morgan's side who now sit three points clear at the top of the table. So all we can keep doing is taking one game at a time, um, picking up our points. Hopefully the teams around us drop points. Um, again, I don't think this, this season's anywhere near done yet. Durham, Liverpool and Sheffield will all have a big say in this. Uh, but all we can keep doing is focusing on ourselves. Um, obviously, you keep one eye out for the other results and it's nice to get a bit of breathing room against Durham. But again, like next week it could all be different again. So we've just got to go back to the drawing board, uh, keep professional, keep working hard, keep our feet on the ground and see where it takes us. Yeah, Jonathan Morgan, he was named uh, the FA Women's Championship Manager of the Month for December, so well done to him. Uh, striker Natasha Flint was also named Player of the Month for December, and fittingly, she scored the winner yesterday late on. Uh, here's her teammate and defender Sam Tierney speaking about the importance of the number nine. Yeah, do you know what? The battle, I think, you know, we felt that everyone bodies on the line. Um, we were getting forwards to run back, give us everything, but... You know, with Tash, we know she's always got that moment of quality. Um, she's a great player. She she works really hard. Um, as you can see there, she, she gets us out of a few tricky situations. But, you know, we've got that quality all over the pitch and I think it's starting to show now. Yep, they're the voices of Jonathan Morgan and Sam Tierney as LCFC women go three points clear at the top of the FA Women's Championship. So well done to them. Uh, we referenced, Jerry earlier that it's the FA Cup draw this evening, which is, is on after us. I think it's roughly about 10 past seven. The draw for the fourth round is made. Then the fifth round draw is, is straight after that. Uh, so keep an eye on LCFC.com and the LCFC social channels to see who Leicester City get. Uh, but as Jerry referenced earlier, you and it's quite nice that, that both draws take place to Tonight because you can really then start to map out your FA Cup journey this season. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's unusual. It's never happened before, but because we, we are where we are with with the, the, the coronavirus and, and, and the short space at the time, we've got to get these games played. Um, they've, they've decided to, to do the, the fourth and the fifth draws tonight. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It, you know, might give you a bit more incentive if, if you've got a certain team in, in, in the fifth round to, to, I wouldn't say try harder because you, you always try 100% whenever, in whatever game you play. Uh, but it is unusual. I uh, can't see it happening again. But um, as I say, it just maybe gives you that little bit more hunger to get yourself through to the fifth round. Yeah, do you think in a way as well, Jerry, if, if Leicester do see the draw this evening and, and, it, and it's favourable for both the fourth round and the fifth round, that'll help Brendan Rodgers in his planning, as, as you said earlier, that he can then look at the fixtures and think, OK, that one of the games, the round four, I think is sandwiched in between the Chelsea game and the Everton game. Mm -hmm. if, if he knows he's got an easier game in between, he can know that he'll rest players for it or if he's got a very difficult one he it might change his plans for the Premier League games absolutely and it's one of the factors that will go into 
the decision-making process without a shadow of a doubt. I'm not saying it's the only uh, process that will decide well or which team takes the field in the fourth round. But, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of window. There's a small window of opportunity for Brendan and his coaching staff to, to map it out, to make sure that, you know, they... As we said, there's a couple of Premier League games either side uh, of that, and 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 they're and they're obviously very very important Premier League games against two teams that are you know doing well themselves or one of them a bit of a bit of a bad run of results lately, but two big teams in the Premier League. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's an advantage for everybody, and I say it's never happened before. If any, the only negative I would say it takes a bit away a bit of a mistake. When you sit down and you wait for your team to be drawn out, yeah. or, or, and obviously with the fifth round being done tonight as well, then that's that little bit of mystery is taken away. But that's probably the only disadvantage the club the club has, and it's not really a disadvantage. Yeah, well, what is the hope? Do you think you and for for Leicester, and what will those players be wanting in the draw? Do they want to face a a League Two side at home in both the fourth and the fifth round, or do they want to face? another Premier League team. What, what, what do you think they'll want? Do you know what, Dan? It's, it, it's a strange one with, with Leicester this season because when you're in the competition, the first thing, the only thing that you ask for is a home draw. Because <laughs> Which is the last home, thing they the want. Home form, yeah, the, the home form hasn't been great, as, as we know. Away from home, the club's been absolutely unbelievable. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It is. I, I mean... They'll, they'll accept whoever they get. Mm. And whoever they get, it's going to be a tough game for, 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 for them, home yeah. or away. You know, and I do, I look at the next next um, four fixtures in the Premier League and, and three of them are at home. Some tough games, as you've just sort of mentioned there. I just hope that in these next three home games against good sides, that they can turn the home form. And, and in the second half of this season, the home form gets stronger and stronger. But Leicester have got to they've got to look. I mean, what did they get to the quarter final last year? Um, and, and lucky to lose to Chelsea at home. So I think I think they've got to be looking to get into the latter stages of the FA Cup once again. Yep, hopefully so. At Leicester City, ball number seventeen in the draw tonight. Uh, so look out for that on, as I said, LCFC.com and the social media channels. Uh, you and reference there the games that are coming up. Southampton next on Saturday, Jerry. It's a huge game, really. Mm. When, when you look at the, the Premier League table, look how well Southampton are doing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a really tough game again. Yeah, absolutely. A, a really good game. Two teams again, who you think are evenly matched, similar styles in their game. Uh, you know, and, and in Hassan Hüttel, you've got a man who was reduced to tears after taking his first points off Liverpool as Southampton manager. So, you know, you've got a say. You know, You've got to say that since that 9-0 defeat uh, by Leicester at Southampton, then things have only looked up, gone up and up for Southampton. So I'll get a really good game of football and you know in the making on Saturday night. Can't wait for it. And when you look at it, if Southampton win the game, obviously we're hoping they don't. But if they do, they go level on points with Leicester. Yeah. So there's lots to play for. You know, apart from being two good teams, two teams that are doing well in the league. It's a mini six-pointer, isn't it? So to speak, uh, you know. With so there's lots riding on it, lots of pressure for for both teams going into the game, which you know just all adds 
fill a pot, the boiling pot, so it's great for, for people like us. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chelsea as well after that at home, Ewan, and, and Everton away. These are three fixtures that have got a lot of difficulty in them, and, and there is going to be that, that FA Cup round four sandwiched in between as well. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, you, you don't know what you're going to get. They've, I think they've come unstuck in, in recent weeks. I thought they were shocking um, the other Sunday against... Uh, against Man City at Stamford Bridge. Um, they're, they're on a poor run, while they eighth or ninth in, in the Premier League. The pressure is on Frank Lampard with the money that he spent in, in the summer. You know, they, they spent an absolute fortune on, on getting forward players in. Now look at their weakness last season. Um, and it was defensively, they had the worst mm. record in, in the top half defensively in the Premier League. I think them and Man U have, have conceded more goals than any other club in, in the top half. So, uh, most definitely, they can be gone at the Southampton game. I think, uh, I think he's done a terrific job. Uh, the win against Liverpool, I think his tactics were, were were spot on and they were carried out to a tee. But these are the games you want to want to play. And you know, as, as tough a game as tough a games as they are going to be for Leicester, they're going to be even tougher for, for their opponents. Mm. I just think you know, I just think it's one of those evenings where you're going to see a proper Premier League game of football from both teams. Both teams won't adjust, won't tinker with their formations, with their styles. They'll both go head to head. They both think they can win the game. And th- and that's when you see the best football in the Premier League. And I think and the best thing to say is that they'll they'll both be coming in sort of relatively fresh with with a free week yeah, as well. They're both in good form. They're both fresh. And yeah. that's why it just all adds to the melting pot. It, it you know, the, these sort of games are the ones I really look forward to because you've got two teams in good form going right. Let's, let's have a right good go at it and we'll see who comes off and then we'll shake hands. I was going to say have a drink in the bar afterwards, but they can't do that. Not even shake hands. Well, well I'm not even shake <laughs> but I mean, this is what makes games like this, you know, let's really gets my blood flow, flowing is games like this. Two good teams in form. Bang, let's get it on. Yeah, some really exciting games in the coming months for Leicester City. Uh, We've had loads and loads of correct answers for our Who's the Fox uh, for this evening. Perhaps it's one of the easiest of the season so far. Uh, Jerry Taggart is amongst those that have got it correct. Uh, We've had loads of correct answers on Twitter, on Facebook. I'll just read out Helen got it right. Jane got it right. Uh, Well done to you. Uh, Stephen Rook and Raymond also got it right. And the answer, Jerry Taggart, is... Uh, Yuri Tielemans boom yes well done to everybody that uh, guessed Yuri Tielemans there celebrating with Jamie Vardy at Spurs away uh, right Jerry Taggart takes a 1-0 lead heading into the final couple of questions for our extra time teasers Ewan Roberts still yet to win one of these on LCFC Radio's Extra Time could tonight be the night. He's got to come from behind if he does so and Jerry Taggart has the first question now of uh, this final little bit and you are pot two aren't you Jerry so your question pot is two. ahead of the game with Southampton at the weekend I want you to name me all the Leicester goal scorers in that 9-0 win last season well I just heard something in my ears about stipulating rules pardon I don't know what oh yeah so you want you want to look, Jerry. So can you just name uh, the Leicester goal scorers in the nine nil win? Uh, if you get one wrong, that that's it. You've got the question right. wrong. Right. Okay. So Perez, Vardy, Madison. 
Oh. You and you look confident. No, if, not well. If you get a chance, no. no. Oh, miss no. it. I, I can't get the last one. It was... I will have to hurry you, I'm afraid, Jerry. Because we're coming towards the end. So you've got Perez, you've got Barnes, Barney, you've got Madison. <clears throat> nope. Not Harvey Barnes. Ewan? Um, so Perez got three, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Ricardo? <clears throat> no, it was Ben Chilwell, Yuri oh. Tielemans. Ben Chilwell and Yuri Tielemans oh, yeah. were the other goal it was scorers. Chilwell. And James... As I said, I'm, I'm sure yeah. he's not here. It was one of the full back scored. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was uh, Chilwell, Tielemans, uh, James Madison each got one, and then obviously there were the, the two hat tricks for Jamie Vardy and Iose Perez. So no points for that one. You and you have a chance to equalise then. Um, Leicester play Southampton at home at the weekend, a fixture which the Saints won 2 1 last season. Who scored for Leicester that day? Uh, it's too obvious to play I'm gonna go James Madison. Do you know it? No. <clears throat> I, I remember the game because Southampton were down to ten men. Yeah. Yeah, Leicester took the lead. Five seconds, Jerry. Five seconds, come yeah. on. You, you, you and had longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Vardy then. It's not Vardy, but... It's Dennis Pratt. Dennis Pratt. Dennis mm. Pratt, yeah. Um, poor standard so far from the two of you, Jerry. Your question number three is, uh, one of these teams didn't make it to the fourth round of the FA Cup at the weekend. Who is it? Cheltenham Town, Bristol City, Portsmouth or Plymouth Argyle. So one of them didn't go through. Portsmouth. Oh. <laughs> Boom! Well, that's Jerry with an unassailable lead then. Boom. You and you can't get two points for this last one. You might as well do it anyway. One of these teams didn't make it through oh. to the fourth round of the FA Cup. Luton Town, QPR, Doncaster Rovers or Chorley. One of those didn't go through. QPR. Yeah, well done. Well done. Uh, Jerry wins it. 2-1. <laughs> In. And you oh. and Robert's uh, drought continues in the extra time oh, teasers. On extra time, Jerry's very, very pleased with himself. He's got a nice drive home tonight, haven't yeah. you, Jerry? Think uh, about listen, it. Hey, it's a hollow victory, but a victory all the same. <laughs> Thank you, you, for taking part. And we'll see you next time. Well, I don't need to do an outro after that. Thank you very much for that, Jerry. Yeah, thanks to Jerry. Thanks to you and Roberts for this evening. Uh, FA Cup draw straight after this. Uh, keep an eye on lcfc.com to see who the Foxes draw in the next two rounds of the competition. Have a great evening and have a great week, everybody. Thank you very much for watching.